It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Heisen Stadium. A big win for the Eagles here over West Adelaide. A 56-point margin, 14 goals, 10-94, the Eagles. West Adelaide, 5-8-38. Paul Bonza and Jack Hanneth here, and we are excited, Jack, because this is the home, This is the post-game wrap for the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Let's have a look at some stats, thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Yeah, just looking at some of those team ones first. Bonza Eagles, 360 possessions to about 264 Westy. So they clearly dominated. They had all the play today. Their inside 50s were 49 to 35. We spoke about it a number of times, but they were just so much more productive going in, um, going forward. But from an individual standpoint, Knight and Deloya were both around the footy a lot today. A fair few handles, but 28 and 27 respectively. James Rowe had the 25, the three goals, two, six marks. He was everywhere. And Sino as well, who we caught a number of times, 24 touches. He you know, kicked the one goal, but he also had the 12 tackles. He was prolific. But for Westies, Cow Park, rebounding out of defence. He had the 24 touches, the 20 kicks. Today, Frost, who we both liked yes. his game, he was very good today. He had 23 touches and was leading the clearances on the ground with seven himself. And Isaac Johnson, the captain today, had 21 touches. Yeah, Westies fans can uh, keep an eye out for this kid. He's only 20, Sam Frost. Uh, looks a, a real talent, and um, he's going to help Westies go forward for sure. Um, I can give you the goal kickers as well. For West Adelaide, Della Hunty had two, and then singles to Beach. McCormick in his first game, Dylan McCormick kicks a goal, and Kobe Ryan. And for the Eagles, three to Rowe, two to Beattie, two to Cameron, two to Pierce, and then singles to Ballenden, Hardy, Nichols, Sinor, and Zane Williams. Um, the heavy lifter for Kona Cranes and D-Mag hooked on safety. Go, Who have you got? I had that one today to Max Litster from the nice. Woodville. I thought, particularly in that third quarter, when it seemed like Westies had had a bit of a spark after the halftime break, I thought he was really prolific down back. Took some nice intercept marks. You caught him a number of times. He got forward. He had a nice connection moving forward. I thought for a young player, young player he showed a lot of composure. He had some really nice moments. like that call. Uh, Max Litster wins the heavy lifter of the day. Inspirational moment for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service. There wasn't too much inspiring about Westies today, but I'm going to give it to the first gamer because I thought his presence on the mark in his first game, as we said, McCormick, I thought he played really well today, West. He he definitely didn't have his colours lowered, but I thought he had a nice moment where he's on the mark. Beacon got the handball received. He just had the presence of mind to stay in it, stay involved, tackle. It's what you'd love to see from a first gamer and a young player in a developing Westies side. Well, he had the umpire in the way as well, so he got around the umpire to lay the tackle on Beacon, who would have basically ran into a, a inside forward 50 and probably kicked the goal. Speaking of kicking goals, let's go to the uh, goal of the day. The goal of the game for Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Goal of the day. There were some good ones, including Max Beatty here, where he probably shouldn't have got the kick for goal. But what have you come up with? Oh, we're only saying before, he, he hardly made the distance on the shot before, and then he kicked it from the T-junction in the paint. But 
I caught it at half time and I'm going to have to stick with it. I still really think the row one, particularly early, it was in the second quarter when the game was still in the balance. Stepped around the Westies defender, down deep in the pocket, onto his left foot, and he did it with such ease. We were right behind him in the commentary position. It was a great finish by him, a class player as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a day where, a day where West Adelaide, they just, Eagles in the first half, they were just, they just blew the game apart, didn't they, really? And as much as they tried to get back into it, and the Eagles just a little bit of class here and there, and they were just a bit too good. Very much so. They had, you see, Eagles good players were on today. They were playing well, they were consistent, but... Um, I just think Westy's our own worst enemy at times. Some poor skill errors, some moving the ball forward, and a little bit as well from their tall forwards. Just at times when they're getting outmarked by their defenders, it just what hurts you so much. Didn't give their chance, didn't give their midfield, sorry, and their defenders a chance to really set up. And some of the counter attack from the Eagles, like we said, it looked like the Eagles of a year or two ago. They look back to their very best and look like they're playing uh, as a better side than where they sit currently on the ladder. Let's go around the grounds and look at some of the other games and what it means uh, to... Um, oh, there's still a game going. Go yeah. for it, Jack. Yeah, so we've got the um, North Adelaide match, which I know when we called, when we did the scores, um, North have been down the whole day, but they've managed to come back. 15-10-100 have got over the top of Port Adelaide, 14-8-92. So Port had led for most of that one. They were able to snatch that away at the end. Uh, the game down at the Ponderosa... Uh, the Dogs, they were up, but 6-8-44. They got felled in the end, 8-5-53. A really close match, a low-scoring one. Glenelg, too good in the end. And the game down south, 7-7-49 South Adelaide have got done 7-9-51 by Sturt. have done it again. They have done it again. That is a massive win because similar to the North Adelaide match, they were leading virtually the whole game. South, they'll be ruining letting that one slip against a really quality opposition. Still undefeated on top of the ladder. And let's have a look at that ladder right now. So Sturt, seven games, seven wins, zero losses. They sit proudly on top of the Sandful ladder. In second place, Glenelg, who have uh, stolen that game, it sounds like, out and the Jack Hanath Cup out there at Elizabeth. Uh, six wins, one loss. Adelaide in third position, five and two. North Adelaide move up into fourth position, four and three. And then the Eagles, after this win, have snuck into the five. So they are now three wins, four losses, but in fifth position. Um, sixth position goes to Centrals, three and four. Port Adelaide, three and four. And then West Adelaide, two and five. South, two and five. And poor old Norwood, last year's premiers, zip and seven. It's been a very tough start, hasn't it? I was only saying last night, you wouldn't have thought if you were Jade Rawlings. There's no way. Your first win would have been the state game, and you still haven't won one for Norwood. So it's just, uh, it's, it's funny how it goes. Sometimes you lose some players, they have a few injuries and that, and it's, it's just really throwing them this year, and they're just really struggling to get their best footy going like they had for last year. Still got a few minutes to go, but we haven't got your best players so far. So if you want to go your 3-2-1, um, best on ground, and uh, maybe a, a couple of special mentions if you like. I'm going to give a couple of special mentions because, as I touched on before, Knight and Deloya, they're really productive, 28-27 touches respectively. I thought they had really good games, really strong games as well. Uh, for Westies, I thought Park, he generated a lot of run out of the back line with his 24 touches, and Johnson, the captain as well, we said, was quite, um, quite good, quite steadfast down back with 21, but... For my 3-2-1, for my one vote, I'm going to go Frost, I think, from West uh, West Adelaide. Yep. He had the most clearances on the ground. I reckon he was West's best player in the end. He drove, and he was probably one that was sort of keeping them in touching distance. He looked so good when he got his game going, when he's running, when he's driving the ball forward. But after that, all Eagles. The captain sign or two votes. 
like I said, uh, 25, uh, 24 touches, sorry, one goal, 12 tackles. He was just really significant, carried on his good state form. And the person that got three votes did they exactly that, James Rowe. When the game was there to be won, three goals, two, 25 touches. He was everywhere. His work rate was high, particularly when the game was, Westies were coming and they were in the balance. Just his composure, presence of mind and ball use. It was a class above today and a deserving three votes. Uh, the Let's have a look. Uh, yes, I'll just repeat that. Jimmy Rowe, best on ground. Joe Sinor, second best. And Sam Frost. And again, we higher praise of this Sam Frost because he just impressed us all day, didn't he? He did very well on, on his third match as well, a third league game. But he was great. He really is a bright spark, I guess, for Westies and probably what they need as well because they're a very young team. They need those young players. And there's not as much experience, as we said, with Brand out. Beach obviously got injured there today. Um, Josh Ryan, an elder statesman in that side, but you need some of your young guys to stand up, and he really did that. Just want to look at next week's games. Um, and Central's playing Nord at Elizabeth on Saturday. Um, surely Central's just win that, don't they? Uh, uh, yeah, we're talking about a. You know, we gave them a really good chance today against Glenelg, a, a great outfit. But yeah, the way Nord are travelling, I can't. I find it hard to see reason uh, on the bigger ground. Yeah, that they would win. They were good. Like I said, they kept it close against Adelaide last night. But I reckon a lot of that was conditions and ground on the big deck out at Elizabeth. I, I can't see Nord getting their first win for the year. This is probably the game of the round for next week. Uh, Glenelg taking on the Adelaide Crows Saturday at two ten. Uh, that's going to be an absolute cracker. I think this could be a real season-defining game in many ways. It's Adelaide, like you said, you you're always influenced a bit by the AFL side. Who's up? Who's down? Like I said last night, Schoenberg, Berry, Gallant, they had some really good, Matt, uh, Matt Crouch as well, some really strong AFL-listed players, but that's tantalising. At Stradorama Stadium, the smaller ground, it should suit the Bay, obviously home ground advantage. I reckon that would be definitely one worth tuning in for. North Adelaide take on South uh, at Prospect on Sunday. Yeah, another interesting one. Uh, South, like we said, they'll be ruining dropping that one. Well, again, North today. Stole, this, stole today's game. Port led all day. Mm, it's a yeah, it's a tough one. I guess that's what you really like as well. When the competition's even like this, sometimes the results they can be uh, hard to pick either way. But I reckon at home, I still reckon I give give the points there to North Adelaide going in next week. The Double Blues are home again to West Adelaide. Uh, you think Double Blues should be eight? No, after next week. <laughs> like <laughs> I, we saw some hot, you know, some good things from West Adelaide today, but they. I just don't. I can't see them beating Sturt. I think they'd need a big shift if they are going to win next week. But I especially reckon Sturt at home. Uh, Marty Mountain, he's got them so well drilled. They play the small ground, uh, very similar to teams that play on those small grounds. They play it so well and set up really well. I just reckon the way some of their guys are going at the moment, Voss, Battersby, uh, McFadgen down back, they've just got some guys that are playing really, really good footy at the moment. Unfortunately for Bloods fans, I can't see them getting up. And our game for broadcast next week is Port Adelaide taking on the Eagles at Alperton Oval. We'll be down there on Sunday from 2 o'clock. Uh, again, Port Adelaide have been playing some good footy the last few weeks. They've got less injuries in their AFL side, which means they're a stronger stronger lineup. And it's always tough to beat them at Alberton. It's funny, when you saw them at the start of the year, you thought they were probably going to be way off the pace. Yes. They had started the year so poorly, but really the last couple of weeks, and even like we're saying today against North Adelaide, they, they're really playing some good footing. It's a good brand, but after what we've seen today with the Eagles, I'll be wanting to really take this form that they've showed out here at West and bring it to Alberton, because like we said, uh, you never know sometimes what Port are going to dish up. They're playing well at the moment, but if Rowe, Sinor, Knight, guys like this, Tumpers can keep playing well, some of their prime moves and get it going, Ballandin to their big forwards and 
have the steadfast guys down back like Thompson and Litster, they're going to be a really hard team to knock off. I can update you on some AFL scores, Jack, and I can let you know that I have a smile on my face. <laughs> because my Hawks have knocked off the Saints by 10 points, 88 to 78. Uh, they were behind in the in the last quarter, and they've come home and knocked off the Sainters, so well done to my Hawks. Um, another big upset, Frio have knocked off Melbourne by 7 points, 79 plays 72. And uh, last night's game, Sydney Swans defeated the Blues, and the Blues fans... Like they were upset last week, and I heard some talk back on SCN last night, and it made for some good listening. There's some very angry Carlton fans out there. What do you think? We'll just have a quick word on Carlton. We've got a couple of minutes left before we uh, have to go to the Geelong and Giants game. We'll be crossing to that on AFL Nation. Voss is under pressure just simply because of the external pressure, fans, and but surely. Is it, is it just the point that maybe Carlton aren't that – that's maybe as good as they are? It's oh. – like, it doesn't seem that way. You look at their lists and their, their list looks really strong, but is that what you get from Carlton? I think that's the classic one. I think that's probably what's frustrating for a lot of fans is when you see some of the names that they've got going around. They've got two Coleman medalists up in their forward line. They've yes. got a Best and Ferris and Weedering down back, a Brownlow medalist in the midfield. But then they dish up some of these results that just leave you scratching your head, especially against a team, Sydney – who really, only by a technicality, were able to get over North Melbourne last week. So it also probably doesn't help uh, Blues fans when you have the CEO coming out, backing in the coach, and then really <laughs> are, he would have been he would have been won. hoping for a reprieve and Carlton getting yes. up, and they haven't been able to do that. So I, I, just, thought Carlton, I just thought Carlton would have won last night as well. Um, it, it was amazing. But uh, uh, Adelaide, play, Adelaide play tomorrow night as well. Um, sorry, Power play tonight. Uh, that'll be a, a good game. They take on the Tigers. Will the Tigers respond with Hardwick going? It's funny sometimes, isn't it, when you see a coach who uh, he obviously hasn't been sacked Hardwick. He's chosen to leave. But yes. it's always that you you sort of never know uh, what you're going to get. Obviously, when a coach is sacked, sometimes the players will come out and almost as a bit of retribution, try and play really well. But I think, you know, a lot of those guys who have played under Hardwick, his three premierships, how he's transformed the club, I think they'll be loving to get a good result for him. And, Port, they're playing some sensational footy at the moment. Maybe they get them at the wrong time. It's uh, yeah, not something you want to go into after such a good win against Melbourne last week on the Friday night in the wet. And a real test for Adelaide tomorrow. They take on the Lions at home in the uh, twilight game, 4 o'clock. If Adelaide can win this, it, it could mean them finishing in the eight. This could be that, that game. Another season-defining game, I reckon, for them. Obviously, they had the bad loss. It was down in Ballarat last week. Walker was out. Phil Thorpe was out. They had a few names out. They'll want a response from that. But not only that, exactly like you said, Bonds, this, they're eighth at the moment. The Lions are sitting second. But as we saw early in the lo- year, the Lions have dropped a game or two, but they're playing some really good footy. If you can knock them off, the belief it'll give to the Crows group and the young group could really uh, could open any doors for them going into the end of the season. All right, uh, Jack, we've uh, run out of time. Uh, before we go, we, we've got to wish Inga a happy birthday. Inga, we know you're working on your birthday and we feel for you and uh, we hope that um, eventually you get stuck into the wine. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Uh, um, but thanks for looking after us. She does a magnificent job and uh, one of the SEN team. Um, coming up very shortly, Giants taking on GWS. That game's in progress uh, for AFL Nation. Uh, Jack, thanks for filling in at short notice too. We appreciate you uh, today. And we'll see you again next Sunday as the Eagles take on Port Adelaide from Alberton. And they were big winners today. 56-point margin. The Eagles 14, 
10-94. Defeated West Adelaide 5-8-38. We'll leave you with the highlights from Hyson Stadium. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Delahunty's Hunt, marked it. About a metre inside. He's going to swing around, have a shot, and kick the first goal for West Adelaide. He's going to bounce one through from 45 metres. Jimmy Rowe. That's a great goal. Gets the Eagles first. He ends up kicking from 46. The ball carries okay, and it's through for a goal. So Sam Nichols gets his first goal. It's his second in his career. And Will Pierce is a thumping kick, so he'll have no problems with the, with the distance. Kicks from 48 metres. Casual and a beautiful. Straight through the middle. Third one on the board for the Eagles. Have was Reese Nichols. Handball comes out to Rowe, steps around a couple and kicks it. Great goal, Jimmy Rowe. He received the handball from Mitch Hardy and he missed the easy one, kicked the hard one to Rowe, but tried to square it in the middle and turned it over. Frost had a bounce, close to 50, goes long. This is a great kick and a minor score down the line and Bruce used the body really well on Beach. He took an uncontested mark in the end, but tried to square it in the middle and turned it over. Frost had a bounce, close to 50, goes long. This is a great kick and a minor score. Pierce kicks that goal. Dumbing the handle, but, but, that kick. Inside forward 50, juggling marks. You're listening to Sandful on SEN, thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au.